Thank you. Hello. <laughs> oh, do you love that applause? I can't hear. I just see it. <laughs> I love to play around the sound effects and things. Hello, everyone. Morgan here, and welcome to the Rogue Preparedness Podcast. <sighs> I'm going to roll with this. Okay, so I did want to talk about gardening. I love gardening, and you know, I have gardened in a lot of different areas. And I think the biggest thing that gardening has taught me is that it's a constant experiment. You know, gardening is a constant experiment. And it's not just the fact that, you know, you, you're reading books and you're researching and all this, but you realize through the action of physically gardening, you know, the, the getting the dirt and planting the seeds and, and helping them grow, that there's very few universal gardening rules. Now, I will say this, that there are certain things that like some plants like more, you know, like certain plants require certain things. And that is a universal rule for sure, for sure. You know what I mean? So like, you know, potatoes need, I don't know, I've never grown potatoes. That was a really bad example. Um, for a good example of something that I do know, um, you know, certain plants need certain types of fertilizer. And if you give them too much, like nitrogen or something like that, they won't, they'll just, um, produce a lot of leaves, but they won't produce a lot of fruit or, you know, produce or whatever. So that's something to keep in mind. Um, like one thing like blueberries, they like a very acidic soil and they like to be kept, you know, fairly moist. Um, I am doing a lemon tree and they, they require, um, a certain type of, um, fertilizer that's best for, you know, lemon and citrus trees, citrus trees. So they like a specific type of fertilizer, same with avocados, you know, they use a a specific type of fertilizer, all these things. And then there's like, um, corn, you know, which does really good in like poo fertilizer, (laughs) things like that. So, um, you know, fertilizer is important for some things, but, you know, I, I want to really quickly talk about the, the fertilizer crisis. A lot of people are very concerned about fertilizer and I get it, you know, because going to the store and grabbing a bag of fertilizer is so much easier than trying to produce it yourself. You know what I mean? But you can produce fertilizer yourself in so many ways. One through vermicomposting. Wow, I messed that up. Through vermicomposting, that's worm composting, right? So I've always wanted to do this. I just never have. Like, I live in a really warm area and I just don't want to like fry the worms. (laughs) But um, I want to do vermicomposting one day. I think that's such a really good idea. Um, One of my friends does it and they get, you know, the the vermicomposting, the. they get the compost. They also get the tea. Oh, that's another thing. Comfrey tea. If you can grow comfrey or you can buy the, the um, dried comfrey, you can make comfrey tea, which is a great fertilizer. You can make um, compost from chicken poop, rabbit poop. Um, a lot of people, I've never done rabbit poop, but a lot of people say you can just use the rabbit poop straight away. You don't have to let it like cure with horse poop, cow poop, and chicken poop, I know for a fact, you need to let that stuff cure. So like you, you know, you let it cure, warm up, you know, for like, I don't know, 
how, how long, I don't know, six months to a year, depending on the type of animal, depending on the type of poo kind of thing. So yeah, um, that kind of stuff you let sit and you let kind of, you know, do its thing, cure, uh, basically. So, and then there's also just composting scraps, making your own compost, compost with, um, kitchen scraps and with, um, you know, leaves and other organic matter like that, you know, grass, things like that, you can make compost super, super easy. And, you know, you don't even have to make compost. You can just enrich your existing soil by not just the compost, but you enrich it by, you know, doing the cover crops and, you know, by rotating and, um, you know, by, by doing all these various things, I've looked into that a little bit by just enhancing your soil, you know, by, by laying down, um, mulch or leaves and things like that. Like people always rake their leaves, but you know, gardeners will say, no, leave the leaves. Don't rake it because the leaves enrich the ground. You know, they compost down into that ground and make it super, super rich and good. So, you know, there's, there's those kind of things. Um, our soil has a little bit of clay in it, but I actually directly sowed some things um, like flowers don't mind the clay soil at all. Some things are going to mind the clay soil. But what I say about gardening is experiment. You're not going to learn anything about gardening unless you experiment. And that's a fact you know, and, and you just take action. You can read all the books in the world about, um, about gardening, but none of it is going to tell you, um, how your, you and your garden grows or how you grow or anything like that. Nothing's going to tell you anything unless you actually do it. And you can say, you know, you're, you're in zone A, B or whatever, right? But 8B is what I meant to say. You're in zone 8B. But there are even microclimates within microclimates of those zones. So you could be in a completely different little tiny microclimate than somebody else who's in the exact same zone. And yeah, so you have to keep that in mind as well that your zone is, is a good general idea. Okay. You know, I'm in zone, you know, four or whatever. Um, but I need to get, get to know my exact climate in my backyard. And another thing is every gardener will tell you something different. Every single one, every single gardener. Um, I heard from a gardener once that, um, peas will not flower in, in temperatures of, 80 degrees and above. When I was in Arizona, I had peas and peas generally are a cool weather crop. They, they are, you know, um, and I had peas growing and I actually just kind of stopped watering them because I thought they were dying. And so I stopped watering them and lo and behold, like a week later, they started producing peas, 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 peas everywhere in 90 to hundred degree heat in Arizona they were producing an abundance of peas in 90 to 100 degree heat. I mean, think about that. Some, but this one gardener said, no, 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 they won't flower in 80 plus degrees. And then I had mine not only flower, but <laughs> produce 
they were producing peas in 90 to 100 degree temps. Now, listen to this. That was in high altitude. That was in about 4,000 feet elevation. I get down into the 700 feet elevation and I grew peas in almost the exact same conditions. It was about 80 degrees, 90 degrees. It hadn't got to the hundreds yet. And my peas just all died. Every single one of them. They actually did start to produce peas, but then they all died. (laughs) What happened? I have no idea. I guess I just planted too late for this elevation. That is the only thing I can think of that I just planted too late for this elevation. I don't know. And for this zone, I don't know. It's so baffling to me. So in here's another thing. I don't want any of what I'm saying to be discouraging to you because I want to give you hope, you know, Um, because in Arizona, I had a thriving garden, an abundance of harvest, you know, things that I was harvesting. And this year I'm really struggling in, in this different climate, in this different, you know, elevation and everything, you know, I really, I really built my garden in that high elevation. And even in the, you know, high desert, I was building a a very successful garden. And so, you know, something's kind of off this year. I think a lot of people have been telling me, I did a poll on Instagram on the, in my stories and I was saying, you know, man, things are kind of just stunted this year. Like this time last year in Arizona, I had an abundance of things starting to pop up, like the peas that I was talking about. And I was getting a bunch of spinach, uh, the New Zealand spinach. I was getting a ton of carrots. My corn was starting to pop. My, you know, I had some uh, peas that were starting to show like, or I'm sorry, not peas, beans and sunflowers. Oh man, my sunflowers did so good. I miss my sunflower patch. Um, I have a sunflower, sunflower patch here, but uh, it's not as robust as I had in Arizona. But yeah, so it's just one of those things that I wish, you know, I wish there was some sort of universal rules, you know, things this year are not going as planned. You know, I think that I just need to get readjusted to this area, figure it out a little bit better. You know what I mean? Um, I am doing container gardening, gardening. I was doing no-till garden last year, these kinds of things. So all these things will have factors in, all these things will have factors in how everything produces, you know, if, you know, how rich your soil is, you know, how often you, um, uh, water or how often it rains, you know, like, in Arizona, I was watering every single day. Here, I can't water every day. Even though it's hot, I really can't be watering every single day. You know, it just, you know, it does, you know, too much water is a bad thing for plants. I know, like, it doesn't make any sense. You think that, like, waters, you know, plants love water. Yes, they do. But too much can be (laughs) detrimental as well. I think the only thing that's, like, really going well for me right now is my lettuce. In a hundred plus degree heat, I'm growing lettuce. How? I'm keeping it mostly in shade. It's getting that really nice morning sun, some afternoon sun. And then after about 12 o'clock, it's in like almost complete shade the rest of the day. And it is thriving. The lettuce looks fantastic. It's growing really big and fast. 
I can't believe it. I cannot believe lettuce of all things, <laughs> lettuce that is like super sensitive <laughs> to, to heat is doing great. So anyway, um, so, you know, you, you have to, you do have to know your zone in the sense of, you know, when you're planting. So like if you're planting some summer crops and things like that, you know, and you live in a really hot area, you want those, uh, you know, heat loving plants, you know, things that are going to do really well. And then in the cool temps, you do want those cool loving plants, you know, um, and then planting appropriately, like those peas that did not do well for my area. I realized that I should have actually planted them in like January, January, February. And I planted them in like March and April. So I think I just planted a little too late for this zone. And that's okay. Lesson learned. Gardening is about experimenting. It's about learning lessons. It's about understanding your area and it's about changing and adapting and figuring things out. Yes, absolutely. Look things up online. Look in your books to try to figure it out. Ask friends, ask your neighbors, you know, um, look into local, you know, growing guides, those kinds of things. All these things are great resources, but there are also so many factors that may not be in those resources, like the type of soil you used or the type of fertilizer you've chosen to use, or, you know, how much you're watering, or how little you're watering, or, you know, the type of variety that you're growing. There's so many different factors. Um, how much sun is it getting? How, you know, is it in a really shady spot? You know, is it being stunted because, it doesn't have room to grow, you know, that kind of thing. Like it's in a really small pot. I mean, there's, oh my gosh, like I said, there's so many factors and it's just so hard to get a single answer, you know, especially when it comes to pests. Um, you know, like you can see like your leaves are, you know, being eaten. What's eating it? I don't know. You know, unless you physically see it, there's no way to like pick things off or anything like that. So I put coffee grounds down and that helps. That helps actually keep my leaves from being beat from being bitten. This is so this is what I'm talking about. I'm I'm trying to explain that gardening shouldn't be intimidating, but you must start now. You need to start throwing seeds in the dirt now. And one of the best ways to start that is instead of tilling up like a whole bunch of um, you know, your land or your backyard or whatever, you can, you totally can totally do that. You can till up your yard. You can do no-till. You can do containers. You can do a tower garden. You can do so many different things. There's no reason you can't try all of those things. Do indoor gardening too. Do it all. And, you know, try whatever is going to be comfortable for you. Greenhouse gardening, just try it all. Do whatever you want. You know, there's, again, there's very little rules. There's, you know, some things may like certain things more than others things, you know, <laughs> some things may like more moist soil than others, you know, some things more be maybe more drought tolerant. These are good little tidbits to know. So before you plant things, go ahead and research, you know, research that plant and try to research that plant for your specific area too. You know, um, when is the most ideal time to plant it, that kind of thing. And, and, you know, get an idea. And if it doesn't work out, then you can learn to adjust for your specific area. And that's okay. 
But again, the time to learn and the time to be educated about this and the time to understand what you need to adapt, when you need to adapt, how you need to adapt is now. So go get some seeds. I have really liked the seeds from survivalgardenseeds.com. I've been blown away by them. I also get some seeds from Baker Creek. Um, they're usually pretty dang good. I, I really like Mary's heirloom seeds and oh gosh, what was, oh, ufseeds.com. I like them a lot too. I'm forgetting, I'm forgetting a couple right now, but I think I have a whole blog post about this. If you go to my, uh, website at roguepreparedness.com and search seeds, should be a whole blog post on the favorite places to get seeds. In fact, I got to add the survival garden seeds into that. But yeah, I, um, I really like it. Uh, you can actually get, if you look at the show notes or the description of this podcast, you can see a discount code for the survival seeds, uh, survival garden seeds. So look for that discount code, but I think you should use it because I did a video recently showing growing them and they grew super fast and I just transplanted them. So they're getting adjusted to their new home, but so far they look super healthy and they look really good with the transplant. But, um, but I did also plant some other seeds, uh, you know, just straight direct sow into bins and things. Okra did a lot of their okra, their okra girls like fantastic, man. Anyway, I'm really happy with survival garden seeds. They've been good. Really, really good so far. Very impressed with them. So look in the uh, description of this podcast for some, a coupon code for those. Um, okay. So, but like I said, with gardening, there's just, there's so many factors that can come into play about why something isn't working. And we just have to adjust. And sometimes you may have to replant seeds, you know, like your plants are just going to, you know, die and you don't know why and just replant and try again. It's okay to fail in the garden. It's fine. Just as long as we're trying to understand and trying to learn. And it's okay to take guesses too. Like, oh, well, you know, like I said with the peas, I think I planted too late. So I'm going to try again next year to plant a little bit earlier. See what happens. Um... Yeah. So get the gardening books. I'm not saying like, don't get the gardening books. Cause I think earlier I was like, you know, the gardening books will, don't tell you anything. No, definitely understand your zone, get the gardening books to understand what certain plants like and how best to take care of plants and that kind of thing. But also understand that you may need to make little adjustments here and there, you know, um, understanding your zone, and your elevation and all that can make really big differences um, to to how you plant, where you plant, that kind of thing. Um, understand the area that you're planting in, you know, all these things. Like I'm not I'm not a super super expert on gardening. I've just been doing it for you know a few years now, several years, and I always you know get a book for my sp- specific area and I research for my specific area. And know, you know, when I should be planting certain things. And then from there, I just take it as an experiment. And, um, you know, but I keep prepping my food and water. (laughs) Um, You know, like I had, um, I had mint that was growing wild in Arizona. Here, I can't get mint to save my freaking life. And everyone's like, watch out for the mint. 
it it'll take over your garden i'm sitting here like i wish please please i want mint to take over my garden i love mint i love mint take over my garden just grow just sprout just a little bit just i just want a little bit <laughs> okay i'm going a little insane it's the whole mint debacle with me um okay so i'm gonna say it one more time i want you to get a container or you know, do a no-till or, you know, till up a little piece of land on your property or, or raised bed or vertical. I don't care what you do. Put some dirt down, put some seeds in that dirt and take care of it and watch it grow and learn, 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 learn. Every single year, you're going to learn something different every year. Every single year, it's going to be a little bit different. It could be rainier, could be hotter, you know, could be uh, more pests one year than the other. I mean, it, it's just, it is what it is, you know, and every year is going to be a little bit different and every year you're going to learn, but keep learning, keep exploring, keep figuring out what is going to work best for you. So that's my gardening advice. The only way you learn is by doing, take action and experiment and just have fun with it. Don't worry if you fail. I have to repeat this. Do not worry if you fail. It's okay. You can start again. It's all right. Thank you all so much for listening to the Rope Preparedness Podcast. And please do come visit me at ropepreparedness.com and my Instagram to search Rope Preparedness and come find me on YouTube, youtube.com. Well, I don't really know my username. I think it's like slash, I don't know. Just search Rope Preparedness. All right. You could just go to your search engine and search Rope Preparedness and I will come up there. Thank you all so much for listening. Conquer tomorrow by preparing today. And I will talk to you all later. Bye-bye. Ah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you for the applause. Oh, you're too kind. Ah, get out of here.